Welcome to the Do Divorce Right podcast. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and I'm here to help you transition through your divorce with ease and integrity, to not only survive the challenges of your divorce, but to thrive as you come out the other side of it with a much better life than you ever hoped possible. On this show, we talk about many different aspects of divorce, interview women who have their own incredible divorce stories, or those who can offer some great advice as you go through yours. The focus here is to help you find the strength and support to help you feel lighter, happier, more positive, and in a better frame of mind to face the inevitable challenges of your current journey. Welcome back to listening to my Do Divorce Right podcast. Today's episode is going to be quite short because it is the week before Christmas and I'm recording this probably like the day before it's going to be uploaded. I'm not feeling super organized at the moment. <laughs> I think everybody's uh, juggling all of the things. Um, and in around an hour, I have a house full of children descending for a pool party. So I really need to get onto that. <laughs> um, but what I wanted to share today was some suggestions on how you might be able to manage some of those really difficult conversations that might come up in the coming days. If you're getting together with friends or family over the Christmas period, the Christmas New Year period, um, it's highly likely that somebody's going to ask you a question that you just don't want to answer. So I'm going to give you some suggestions on how you might be able to approach those questions all the way from if you're a people pleaser, how you might feel a bit more comfortable to being like almost aggressive and telling them to back off. <laughs> so take your pick. I hope there's something in here that will be useful for you. Um, the first thing I want you to really uh, ground yourself with is that it is honestly nobody else's business. It is nobody's business what you are going through and how much you choose to share or not share. And in all honesty, if you're going through a separation and divorce at the moment, the feelings that you have about it right now and the way in which you're processing it and the story that you are in the middle of is unresolved. It's evolving. So you're going to have a different perspective of that over time. So sharing people what is happening for you right now will be using language that you may not choose to use in a few weeks or months or years when you look back on this situation. So it's not always the most handy. It's not, it's not always the most, um, I'm struggling to find the word, but I wise, I guess, not always the wisest to share with people the journey that you're on while you're in the journey, um, because you're going to change your mind about how you feel about it. But their understanding of your experience will be pegged to that moment that you talk to them. You know, I'm sure you can think of examples. I can think of loads. You know, when I when I talk to my mum about a, a situation and she'll hold on to how I felt in that moment and how I spoke about it in that moment. Whereas in the weeks later, I'm like, I don't even care about that thing anymore. So mum, let it go. But mum can't put it down because she held on to my truth in that moment. 
So think about that. Please ground yourself with the with those two things. One is it's really nobody else's business. You don't have to answer any questions you don't want to answer. And secondly, the way you feel about it right now is likely to change. So do you want the person that you're about to share this information with to hold on to the story of the experience you're in right now? Or would you like a bit of space and time to process it and then give them a fuller picture, including your reflections? So just something to think about there. Now I'll get into some hopefully helpful suggestions on how you can handle these really tricky conversations, right? So if somebody asks you um, how are things going or, you know, maybe they've just heard the news and they're asking you for some specifics around it, um, if you're a people-pleasing type, typically, if you're somebody who finds that you are agreeable or you say yes to situations and then later almost regret the agreement that you've committed yourself to, um, you are able to answer this in a way that doesn't feel outside of your comfort zone. And so if you're a people pleaser, you're likely to want to give them the information that they're asking for please don't because you're not going to feel great about it later. You know what resentment feels like when you've agreed to something or given something that you wish you hadn't. Instead, why don't you give them a bit of information? Prepare yourself with something positive that has come out of your current journey and answer simply with that. So don't fill them in on any of the details or or the journey at all, but just answer with um, a simple, it's not great, but I am getting to spend much more time with the kids at the moment. And that's been beautiful, right? So you're not giving them any specifics. You're actually answering the question um, and you're giving them something positive to hold on to. You might not be having the most wonderful time with your children at the moment, but you are having extra time with them. Um, if that's not your kid's situation, then then find something. What What is positive about your journey? It could be as simple as um, things are not great, but I'm really pleased I don't have to suffer through another Christmas at, you know, at his parents' house or I don't have to travel to his family this Christmas. Find there will be a gift. There will be something positive about your situation, no matter how bleak it is right now. Only answer with that. Have that in your up your sleeve, in your arsenal of of uh, conversation topics. Keep it top of mind and only hand that out. If they continue to go down that route of tell me more, tell me more, I think that's when you can just politely walk away. You have given them a gift. You have answered their question. And now we're going to move into some of the more neutral and more assertive and more aggressive ways of answering this question. So the the next suggestion is um, if you want to be much more neutral about it, so you're not necessarily giving them the gift of information, you're not wanting to open the lid or provide some insight, you're not answering your Uncle Gary's questions about your divorce, then redirect. Simply redirect the conversation. Um, There's a a lovely phrase for this called 
been dipping. Denise Duffield Thomas is a money mentor. Uh, she's quite wonderful. And she has this expression around bean dipping, which is if somebody comes up and asks you about, I mean, in her scenario, it would be around money or success of your business or whatever, anything that they're asking that you don't want to answer, you find a redirect. And in this case, her example is, have you tried the bean dip? It's delicious. <laughs> and you're going to be like at Christmas functions. I'm sure there'll be plenty of opportunities for you to choose something. Oh my God, have you tried this new sparkling wine? Have you... Temp, you know, have you tasted the turkey or have you tried the prawn cocktail? Whatever it is, bean dip. I want you to redirect. Don't answer the question at all. Simply have something um, up your sleeve again as a redirect, either something in the space. Have you tried the bean dip? Have you tried the sparkling wine? Um, or even a question about them. If you're anticipating that you're going to be seeing your Uncle Gary and Uncle Gary's a freaking nosy busybody, if you can anticipate that, then have a question specifically for that um, relate that relative um, that you'll be able to turn the tables. So get them talking so that you can take a break from that question. Hey, Uncle Gary, I heard you crashed your car a couple of weeks ago. What the hell happened there? What's going on with that? Get Gary talking. So think about... Um, those people that you're likely to run into in the coming days and in the coming weeks and prepare yourself with a couple of questions that only they can answer or that they might have some information about. Um, so that's that's the second suggestion, right? The first one was um, if you're people-pleasing, then give them something positive about your scenario. If you feel like you do need to open up something, you can't get away with complete you know, ignoring the, the question, give them something positive about your scenario. The second suggestion then was much more neutral and it's an utter redirect. A redirect to either ask them a question or point them towards something else happening in the room or, oh my gosh, Santa's just arrived. Let's go outside and see what's going on. Redirect, get out of the conversation. Now we're moving into the more assertive space. I'm going to give you a suggestion if you want to be a bit more assertive about it. Um, you can literally tell them that you don't want to answer that question. Thanks for asking. I appreciate your concern. I'm really not in the space to talk about it right now. Use whatever language works for you. Obviously, I don't want to talk about it or I don't want to talk about it today or I don't want to talk about it in front of the children or, you know, thanks for asking, asking I appreciate your concern, but I'm really trying to avoid thinking about it or I'm taking a break from that today. Whatever language you need, just let them know. I'm not interested in having that conversation right now. It gets a bit trickier when um, there's a couple of people asking you. You know, you're in a group setting. It also gets a bit trickier if you've had a few drinks. So please anticipate these situations again be brave enough, maybe even practice out loud in front of a mirror before you go somewhere. Oh, hey, thanks for asking. Really don't want to talk about it. Simple as that. Shut it down. That's not an aggressive response. It's an assertive response and it's creating boundaries for yourself and it is self-care. <laughs> that is respecting yourself. So practice that if you need to, if that's going to feel a bit uncomfortable. 
Now, if you're feeling really bold and you're willing to be even more assertive about it and you really want this Aunt Molly to never ask you again, (laughs) then you can be much more assertive and let them know that them asking you about this makes you feel really uncomfortable or whatever that feeling is. It makes me feel that you're not respecting my day or my time. Again, maybe think about what that language might be. So there's, I'm going to use a scenario where Aunt Molly is an utter busybody. She's always asking intimate questions and won't let it go. It's time to hold a mirror up to Aunt Molly and let her know that her persisting to ask you these questions is disrespectful. It is unkind and it is not allowing you to have the day that you want to have with your family or wherever you're at. Call her out on it. Just say, thanks, I'm still not answering the question. So there's a couple of um, couple of solutions depending on your personality type. If you're a people pleaser, perhaps prepare yourself to give them something positive. If you're, you've really had enough and you're up to your eyeballs with your busybody um, family, perhaps it's time to call them out on it and let them know this is not a conversation you want to be a part of. Thank you, but no thank you. That does not make you a bad person. Again, it is self-care. You are respecting your boundaries and you're insisting that other people do too. This discussion, this episode has not been about conflict resolution. I haven't attempted to find a bridge with somebody here. I'm just trying to give you some uh, tools to help you get through some difficult conversations over the next couple of days. The other thing I wanted to let you know about is I'm going to be holding two holiday masterclasses, one on December 23rd and one on December 30th, 8 a.m. AWST, Western Australia time, which is the same time as Singapore, Shanghai, Hong Kong, you know, the most of the Asian countries. Um in on the east coast of Australia, that is 11 a.m. And I'll be covering some of the most common topics that have been coming up with my clients over this time, mostly around um, emotional regulation. So not being triggered by your ex-husband during this time or the family, and also um, a little bit more around how can you create a beautiful holiday period, even when you are struggling yourself. So for anyone who can join live, I will certainly answer any questions that you bring to that masterclass. I, either of them, I intend to do like 20 minutes of training and then I will stay on for as long as required to answer any questions. So I'll uh, put a little bit more about that in my socials. So you can go to my Instagram page, do divorce right and, um, register there to come and join the masterclasses. All right. I look forward to seeing it then. I'm seeing you then, I hope. Um, And I hope this podcast has been useful to get you through. Take care. Thanks for listening. I hope you took something of value out of this episode. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and you can find me on the web at dodivorceright.com or on Instagram at dodivorceright. I look forward to connecting with you there.